today. A new report says the Taliban offered Kabul to the United States and the United States said no. Also, Biden slammed after appearing to look at his watch during the dignified transfer of 13 slain military members. And Dr. Fauci is now pushing for COVID-19 vaccine mandates for children to attend school. We've got a lot coming up today and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today, joined by Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and also political commentator Caleb Bonham back here from the depths of Austin. Austin, baby. Yeah, so we're glad escaped to it. we're glad. To, yes, we're glad to have you have escaped it one more time. I think you're here this week yeah, you several know, times. I live in Austin, but I'm up in Dallas more and more often. You know, I think it's saying something like. Austin's a little, it's getting too weird. Yeah, I know. They say keep Austin weird, but we're like, no, 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 no. We didn't mean that weird. We didn't mean that weird. Dial it down. Just dial down the weirdness just a little bit. Uh, All right. So, of course, there is a lot to get into with uh, Afghanistan. Obviously, a lot transpired over the weekend, uh, namely a report that surfaced that said that uh, Taliban fighters, apparently, whenever the Afghanistan president Uh, Ghani, he fled the country. They all knew it was a matter of time. The Taliban was going to take over the city. And they told U.S. military officials, uh, we have two options to deal with it. You, the United States military, take responsibility for securing Kabul or you have to allow us to do it. Uh, Faced with the decision of whether or not to accept control over Kabul while we were trying to evacuate our people, right? So it seems like that would make the most sense to do, make sure that we have control over it while we are trying to get our people and our allies out. Uh, The United States said, no, 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 thank you. Uh, Pass. You guys can actually just have it. And we will just do exactly what you say. It's hard to imagine a more botched, military endeavor ever i mean i'm i'm really i'm trying to i'm trying to think about like how you can see something happening straight ahead you know that it's going to happen and you choose it anyway yeah Yeah. it's i mean it really is hard to imagine them botching this more than they have well I, i think it's easy to understand when you look at it like this the biden administration doesn't see America as the big dog coming mm-hmm. in. And I know that that's kind of the, the issue that got us into this problem in the first place, thinking that we can nation build all over the world and come in and start swinging a big stick. But when we're looking to leave, maybe we should come to the table and not act as equals and tell them when the Taliban asks us, what do you want? Do you want the capital or do you want the airport? How about we have a leader that says, you're gonna give us both. Yeah. You're gonna give us both until we can come in, yeah. stop chaos, and actually evacuate uh, our allies, the people that have worked with us uh, within you know, uh, uh, the forces, and then also our own military mm-hmm. and get our own citizens home safely. And once we're doing that, we're gone. We're mm-hmm. done, 20 years, it's been a chaotic situation. It's peaceful, you know, or we're, we're leaving yeah. as we're supposed to, and you don't leave it uh, in, in absolute chaos. But instead, we have a weak commander in chief who was unable to actually direct the situation, control it, 
and it devolved into what it became. Well, Absolute and, tragedy. And and I find it so interesting too that the, the Taliban seemed to also defer to us too, right? I mean, that was their first instinct was to say, look, we have these two options. Which ones do you guys want to pick? We're deferring to you, mm-hmm. United States. And the United States is just like, ah. Yeah, that gives you kind of the idea that a couple of things, I would say one of or two things happened out of this. I have to leave it on the table because we're dealing with government that they were just completely incompetent and all that crap that they were talking or rather Biden was talking in July was just nonsense when, oh, 300,000 forces, we're going to be, they're going to be fine. It's not going to be taking over, uh, yada, yada, yada. The other half, which is the more dark end, is that they knew that this was going to happen and instead... Uh, got the heck up out of there instead of doing it in the obvious correct way, which they did it backwards. They instead of doing it the obvious correct way, they did it this way to justify, of course, what they're kind of doing right now is skirting this sort of idea of returning there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know that to the people that maybe watch this show, people that watch other shows are like, that's that's dark. They wouldn't be that corrupt, would they? Yeah, yeah. they would. They sold you a lot to get there in the first place. Why wouldn't they? So. That is, I would say that it has to be one of those two situations. The, one, the second being the most uh, dark situation, but of course, they could have maybe just been incompetent. And we are dealing with Joe there, Biden here. There's a couple scenarios when you're looking at this, and I spoke with people that have been on the ground over there uh, currently, and, and you're looking at a scenario where uh, some of this, the, the absolute tragedy we've seen, the loss of life of 13 uh, soldiers that were, that were killed, um, a lot of that was preventable. Uh, because of lack of planning, because of lack of understanding the scenario, uh, putting people in positions that they weren't necessarily ready to be in that position. They weren't prepared for that, for what was going on, and and a lack of actually taking these threats seriously. We were aware that a terrorist attack was imminent uh, before it actually occurred, and it's not handling the situation well. But some of this was also uh, predictable. And that's the other scenario of this is under any administration, a withdrawal from Iraq, or or from uh, Afghanistan, excuse me, uh, was going to bring about some sort of chaos right, over there. Right. Uh, but to this magnitude uh, is completely on Joe Biden, mm-hmm. completely on the commander in chief and his lack of leadership, his inability to step in. This is what Democrats hate. They hate us saying, hey, we are, like I said, the big dog here. We're going to direct this so that the least amount of people are killed. We're going to be exiting this as in under our terms, not your terms, mm-hmm. to the Taliban. Mm-hmm. And his refusal to do that is why we've lost life, is why this uh, completely unleashed chaos over there. And it's going to lead to global ramifications here in the next few months. Yeah, um, well, he, here's, here's a little bit of a ramification. Again, uh, just a total... Uh, botched attempt at handling all of this from the Biden administration. Uh, The U.S. did a military drone strike in Kabul on Sunday. They, of course, said that they had uh, killed two ISIS-K leaders. Uh, Well, it turns out that um, they actually apparently killed 10 people, including seven children, Mm an aid worker for an American charity organization and a contractor with the U.S. military. And now today, the Pentagon did not dispute. Uh, Previously, they had said, oh, it was a success. We were successful. We killed who we needed to. Great job, guys. And then uh, then again today, uh, the Pentagon did not dispute that civilian casualties might have resulted from the United States drone strike on ISIS-K suicide bombers. Uh, So, I mean, that's... 
that's that's part of a the course. huge, huge no, misstep, yeah. miscalculation. Yeah, that, that, but that I mean that we saw that all through Obama's presidency, yes. bombing hospitals and all kinds of things that uh, they consider it more collateral damage. But unfortunately, this is how the U.S. United States government is operating for. I mean, for a very long time, and I would encourage America to go actually look at the civilian casualties that they have caused through botched drone strikes. Obama was, you know, no, notorious uh, for doing that. Certainly, even worse than what what Bush was. Yeah, that goes to show the of the botched effort, but it also is part of the course. Certainly, for what we saw of that eight years, which is why I'm leaning towards the idea that they want to kind of remain out there doing what it is that they've been doing for 20 years. So I have to leave on the table that they're going to utilize. Now, we saw these pawns that were in this game, whether it be with 13 dead uh, U.S. military folk or the civilian casualties. For them, it's worth it to do whatever it is, crazy stuff it is that they want to do out there in Afghanistan. So don't be surprised if, whether it be not that long from now, they say, all right, well, we're kind of reversing everything that we we did. We're going back there. Next day, you know, we're there for another 10 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. I hate for that. I would absolutely hate for that to be the case. But we have to consider that because none of us here really like are, we don't have the insider information. Yet we saw it coming. You know, so I don't for once believe that people there didn't see this coming, didn't see what was happening out there uh, or what was more so the inevitable out of Kabul. I know they told us one thing, but I know they were getting that intel. So this is what I know. Hopefully the YouTube overlords don't hate me so much for saying the term false flag. But that's that a lot of people use that term and they think that it means that, well, either the government or whoever's in charge of some corrupt person orchestrated some crazy thing that was going to happen. And not always is that the case. Sometimes they know something is yeah. going to happen and they choose not to stop it mm-hmm. for that exact reason. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you have to leave that on the table when you're dealing with this government, because right there, what we just heard, which sucks, that's part for the course. We saw Obama do that for, again, eight years. Yeah. In terms of like a long term strategy, if, if the Biden administration has planned any of this out, I think it's giving them way too much credit and competency. Mm-hmm. I think they've come to the table. Uh, they've looked at this and this has been a campaign pledge for Democrats, a talking point, I should say. It's been a pledge and a talking point uh, since John Kerry was running for president uh, that we're going to withdraw uh, all troops. And they've never done it. Mm-hmm. You know, they've they've mm-hmm. they've talked about ending wars. They've never done it. Um, and they, they, I would argue and, and, that it's been the opposite. Like when you consider what Obama did, he bombed more countries than Bush. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he did it even more. For yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he did a lot of covert hits. And, mm-hmm. you know, this was definitely the, this is the tactic of, of the American military. However, in this scenario, I do think the Biden administration came to the table and they did want to try to just pull everybody out and to be able to, to run on this concept that we ended the war officially. We were the, the reason why this is all over. And they did not listen to their intelligence on the ground. Mm-hmm. They did not listen to some of their military leaders. They did not listen to the experts. Uh, and they did not look at the scenario at hand. They, they made it a, a cold decision without considering the casualties that it's going to bring. Now, there's always going to be casualties, but there was a strategic plan that they could have put in place that they were told about on timing, when this should take place, how this should take place strategically, Mm -hmm. controlling the scenario, like this whole segment is talking about. They're offered a scenario. They they came into that negotiation as if they had to make a choice. Mm -hmm. That's not how negotiations, when you're the big dog, are made. You come to the table and say, no, I'm going to be, we're going to be doing both. Mm -hmm. And uh, in this case, you know, yeah, Trump made an original deal. Uh, with the Taliban on exit negotiations, okay? In this scenario, that changes Mm -hmm. under the scenario. 
And uh, that timeline that the Biden administration is trying to blame on the previous administration has long passed. And so, you know, this has been bought from the beginning and uh, it's a true, true tragedy to see what's going on. And, you know, if if anybody wonders that, um, you know, listen to the call that Andrew Wilkow Mm -hmm. received. uh, And, you know, I I don't want to go into all of that, but the mother of one of the the soldiers that was murdered. And, uh, you know, these are real lives. This is real death. And this is real incompetence from our president. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all the while we have the United States military focusing on things like white rage. (laughs) White rage. That's that's what they're. Well, even now, I mean, he's he's kind of Biden is going the angle of the whole covid stuff um, kind of again, like yelling squirrel. I I guess Mm -hmm. that was to be expected. Yeah. This falls on his head. So regardless of whether it was incompetence, it just didn't understand or whether it's just United States military gonna United States military, it's on his head. Mm-hmm. And as the commander in chief, we can blame or we often do. I've even unfortunately kind of fell victim to this blaming stuff on the president in which is not really in his control. This one we can't do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is directly on his head. So even if there needed to be a pivot at some point uh, to let's say save lives, that's on him. And it falls on his head and people should look to him as the utter failure. Certainly would if the orange man was still in there. But they should look to him as the utter failure because that's his one job. Again, incompetence or not knowing what's going on, whatever it is that you want to call it. Unfortunately, people's lives are being taken from them or being severely altered as they are stranded and stuck out there. And you hate to hear stuff like that. But either way, if there is a person that you're going to look to, whether it be him not listening to the information that was given to him, it all falls back on Biden. I don't want to lose sight of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you listen to this administration and, uh, you know, the White House press secretary, they would just say, well, I mean, if Americans want to get out, they, they can, right? If they want to. Because I'm sure that they want to be hunted down by the Taliban. Yeah, so true. thank you so much, Jen Psaki. Uh, all right, we've got more to come, including Joe Biden getting slammed after appearing to look at his watch during the dignified transfer of the 13 uh, slain military members. You are not going to believe that one. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Band. So uh, if you have uh, nausea problems, you know better than anyone, nausea can just completely ruin your day, force you to change your plans, and in the most severe cases, it can make you unable to function. You can't get all of your everyday tasks done. For those of you who can really relate to those words, I've got good news, all right? You've got to check out Relief Band. Relief Band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband. It's been clinically proven to relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, so much more. It's 100% drug-free. It is non-drowsy. It provides all-natural relief with zero side effects for as long as needed. Now, how it works is really cool. It actually stimulates a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea, and then it blocks the signal your brain is sending to your stomach telling you that you're sick, all right? So even if you don't get nauseous often, maybe you just have one too many drinks on a Friday night. You gotta try Relief Band uh, just for that or even for anxiety. If you suffer from anxiety, it is worth it just for those benefits alone. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer just for you guys. If you go to reliefband.com, use promo code Y, you will get 20% off plus free shipping. You've also got a no questions asked 30 day money back guarantee. So you have nothing to lose here. Try it out. Go to Relief Band, R-E-L, L-I-E-F-Band.com. Use promo code Y for 20% off plus free shipping.
Joe Biden just keeps taking the hits from all sides. He faced criticism yesterday for appearing to look at his watch while he attended the dignified transfer of the 13 U.S. troops who were killed during the ISIS terrorist attack on the airport in Kabul. Uh, so here he is. If we could play this. Uh, Nicole G. He's standing with his hand over his heart. Female Marines. Who uh, were killed among his the eyes are kind of closing. And then it. She was the one that was, posted that. Instagram that was a very to me. I'd like to get your thoughts, gentlemen. But to me, that was a very clear. Um, I need to check my watch because I am kind of bored and I need to see how long this is going. Oh, crap. I shouldn't be checking my watch right now. Uh, and it looked like kind of a he tried to cover it really quickly. Um, what what are your thoughts? I mean, that, that was pretty clear. Yeah, I mean, it looked like it maybe it kind of <laughs> nap time or something like that. It was getting close to that uh, that time. But, yeah, it does look like he was looking at it and then like it. He thought about, wait a minute, I probably shouldn't do that because all of these cameras on. If anything, he just doesn't want to be there. Mm. That's not a place that he wanted to be kind of there. Probably had things that he wished to do, even though, again, those deaths kind of fall, not kind of, I guess they are on his head in some way. Uh, He he just doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be there, and that doesn't surprise me at all because, again, to to him and um, his colleagues, those lives are just... Pawns and in this little little chess game, and if there has to be sacrifices, there has to, has to be them. So this is just kind of the attitude. I wouldn't say just to pin that on Biden. If there's anything else that I can say from this, don't just pin that on Biden. I would argue that all those quacks at the top. That's kind of how they. It, this right here is just a photo op. Mm-hmm. It's kind of you have to be there. Um, but do they want to be there? No. And do they really care about the lives that are lost that they? often have been sent out there for the last uh, 20 years. No, they don't care at all. Now, I want to add to uh, to this really quickly. So Joe Biden met with some of the families of the service members who were killed. And uh, one of the one of the families claims that uh, he seemed scripted and shallow and had a total disregard to the loss. Um, I mean, you know, Obviously, we're dealing with a family whose emotions are very high, but it it's hard to imagine that they have made that up when you see things like Joe Biden uh, checking his watch as he is waiting. Well, I, you know, it does give the air that video of him going through the motions and kind of getting caught in his natural mind is elsewhere. Um, Biden has I don't know if there's been many authentic moments in the Biden presidency where he comes out and seems Uh, Like he's not being controlled in some way or another, being told what to say, being told what to do. He'll often say things like, oh, I was told not to take questions, but I'm going to try to take one. Uh, Oh, I I was told to to call on Nora or O'Donnell for this question. And then he goes to Peter Ducey during this scenario. And Peter asks him a hard hitting question. Mm -hmm. And what is Biden doing? He's got his head on his mic during one of the most disastrous events in American history in the past decade. He's got his head on his mic saying, no, 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 you know, and then bashing Fox News. No leadership. Mm-hmm. No leadership. Mm-hmm. That is not how a leader wins. You're, you're telling me, you're, you know, when the, the, when the stakes are so low and you're a basketball coach, you're going into halftime and you're down, and you go in with your head down, and you're, you know, oh, no, 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 I'm trying to find blame. Oh, previous administration. You think your team's going to rally behind you and come back mm-hmm. out? Okay, in this scenario, people lost their lives. And he has no capability of actually showing true leadership. Um, And when, you know, I I think the White House notices that. So when he's meeting with uh, these families that have lost loved ones, uh, they're starting to to pull that rein and telling him you can go off script because it's showing 
uh, how out of your uh, capabilities mm -hmm. you are, Peter Principle uh, to its finest. You will rise to the highest level of your incompetence. And he has done that. And I think it's affecting people and it's just it's difficult to watch. Yeah, I, even over the weekend, uh, he was giving a briefing, I think it was on the hurricane, and um, he said, once again, I'm not supposed to take, they, mm -hmm. they told me not to take mm -hmm. questions, which, what, what is it going to take for one of the reporters to ask him who they is? Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know, because he said this multiple times. They told me this, I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, like, excuse me, Mr. President, who is they? Who, who are you yeah. referring to when you say they told you not to take questions? You are the president of the United States. But I digress. Uh, he was asked a question. So he's, they told me not to take questions, but I will. The first question on Afghanistan, ah, I'm not talking about that. And then turns his that, back. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. I mean, won't even answer the question as if he doesn't owe the American people these answers. Well, I mean, this is something that's really new for him, definitely, when you have yeah. guys that are a part of what we deem as the more mainstream guys, not necessarily attached to Fox, asking these hard-hitting hitting questions because now they really can't cover him for him like they had been able to do for the last year mm -hmm. uh, and some change. Really, they can't do it anymore. So now they kind of are forced because, I mean, all eyes are on these guys. And that was a big time screw up in terms of what happened in Afghanistan. You kind of got to get at You got to ask yeah. them something about it. But he obviously thinks that he should still be held to that previous standard that how dare you kind of ask me that I give you the information as I want to or whoever they are, whoever's pulling the bot and strings, they instruct him on when to give this information to him. So all it does tell me is that you're not really the guy in charge. Now, who is? Maybe that's a, that's another dark conversation that we can maybe have. <laughs> who is? I don't know. But. It's, it sounds like it's not him. I don't know if he's just referring to the people that say, all right, you need to say this, write all of his speeches, say this, uh, ask this person, uh, rather this person is going to ask you this question and just go by the script and you're going to be okay and we'll get you back in bed uh, by 3 p.m. or whatever. I don't know what, the case, what it is, but yes, it is weird because at, at minimum, you look at that, uh, people uh, abroad look at that and say, this is the president. He's supposed to be top dog you know mm -hmm. he's supposed to be OG he's the guy that's supposed to be in charge so if he wants to at, at like let's say get questions that's on him not on someone else yeah. so when he says something like they it yeah. just makes it seem like he's just obviously going by an actual script and nobody you know he he answers to someone else and all politicians I've worked with a lot of politicians they all are scripted up to a point because we live in this era where anything you say in any way that is, is maybe a little bit incorrect or maybe you didn't put something the right way, you're going to get destroyed by the other side of the media, both right and left. Mm -hmm. This is how the political game is played. But when you work with, you know, you're going to find yourself in situations, every politician well, of, of, of real human connection is needed. And this is one of those situations where hu real human connection is needed. And I can tell you right now, the politicians that are in it for the right reasons, that are in it for community and to help empower people in better lives, they're not going to be scripted when they're yeah. meeting with somebody who just lost their son or, or daughter. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be very real. That partisan lines uh, are lost and forgotten. Um, not red, white, and blue. It's, 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 it's pure human. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so before we before we take a break, I do want to go ahead and Eric, you mentioned how uh, everyone abroad is looking at the United States and is mm -hmm. looking at our president. I do also want to play really quickly. We just saw Biden checking his watch uh, during the dignified transfer. Let's look at it. Now, 
the White House has come out and said he wasn't sleeping. Okay, so take that for what it's worth, because I don't think that they would admit that Joe Biden was falling asleep during a meeting with the Israeli prime minister. But here is a video of him. He's being spoken to at the very least. This man is looking directly at him and he is... His eyes look closed to me. He's out of there, man. I mean, uh, like I'll, I will let you guys be the judge of it. He's I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to uh, promote there, fake man. news. He might not uh, be sleep, man, but he's, he's completely done. out of there. He's done. I don't know. I, so it might not be sleep. He's at a state of some sort of eye psychosis or something. <laughs> but he's out of there. He is not even in, like because obviously the, the man that he's speaking yeah, to is like, hey, yeah. give me something, can man. You give me something. Can you imagine if you're the prime minister and you're just trying? to talk to the, the president of yeah. the United States and you're like, I, is he sleeping? Yeah. I don't know. something on my shoe? Right. Can, can you compare that that image? So I, re I remember, because we I worked with the families of the three hostages that were stuck in North Korea mm -hmm. and nobody believed they were alive uh, except for President Trump. And I'll tell you what, when they went over there to pick up those three hostages because of strong leadership, President Trump was sitting on that plane at 3 a.m. because he knew mm -hmm. he had people coming home. This guy isn't even able to make eye contact with another world leader in these situations. That's incredible. It, the, the, the comparison of leadership is there is there is no comparison. Yeah, well, and, and also, I mean, just just the image with the mask, too. Yeah, that, right? that's another one. Right? You have this other world leader, and he's sitting there. Uh, like uh, presumably, they're all va they're all vaccinated, right? So you have him sitting there like a normal person, trying to project, speaking to him, and then you've got Joe Biden suffocating on his own damn yeah. oxygen. He had to pivot because he was asleep. like trying to get something out of him, and once he realized, yeah. is this he's like, man nope. like sleep? He's, he's asleep. All right, I guess I'm gonna look at the camera now. <laughs> whoever that was over there, That's that was nuts. I, so I don't know if he was asleep, but he was out of there. Whatever he was, he was like in another planet. Man. Uh, definitely <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Uprising Food. So, uh, Uprising, I am so excited to partner with them. They have cracked the code on healthy bread. Okay. Okay, so obviously you guys, those of you who are, you're trying to watch your weight, you're trying to watch what you eat, it's hard when you love bread, all right? But Uprising has, they make this bread, it tastes amazing, it tastes fresh, it is only two grams net carbs per serving, six grams of protein, and nine grams of fiber. It tastes like this, just this delicious homemade bread. Um, it's better than any bread I have ever had. And to know that it is also good for you, it's clean, it's keto, uh, you know, simple, low carb, high fiber, dairy-free, grain-free, it is truly amazing. I'm not kidding. They bake this with real superfood ingredients. You'll find things like almonds, MCT oil, apple cider vinegar, egg white, psyllium husk, and olive oil in these bundles. By the way, they've also got these chips that I am telling you, you have to try when you go onto their website. You've got to try their chips. They taste like um, they taste like those old bagel chips that they used to sell at the grocery stores that are so bad for you. you <laughs> I don't even want to know what the ingredients of those stupid chips were because they were they tasted delicious, but they were not good for you. With Uprising, 
These are tasting so good. The bread tastes good. The chips taste good. Everything tastes good, but they're actually good for you. They're going to keep you on track if you are trying to do low carb and you just can't stop eating bread. This is the way to do it because the bread tastes delicious and you are still going to hit your goals. You got to try it. Go to uprisingfood.com. Use code Y to get $10 off of their starter bundle. It is so delicious. You are going to love it. They ship it directly to your door. That is uprisingfood.com. Use promo code Y to get $10 off. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, I guess, decided that they have done such a tremendous job uh, with COVID that they would branch out into other things like uh, gun violence. So they are now targeting gun violence. I, I, I wish I was making this up, but I am not. They are restarting their research program on uh, the epidemic of firearm deaths. Here is CDC Director Rochelle Walensky on Gun Violence Watch. Every day we turn on the news and there are more young people dying. I swore to the president and to this country that I would protect your health. Um, This is clearly one of those moments, one of those issues that is harming America's health. She wants to allay gun owners' fears. Generally the word gun for those who are worried about research in this area is followed by the word control. And that's not what I want to do here. I'm not here about Mm. gun control. I'm here about preventing gun violence and gun death. And she wants to involve gun owners in the CDC research to save lives. If a gun owner said to you, Dr. Walensky, I'm afraid you want to take away my gun. And my answer to that is come be part of the solution. Come to the table. Join us in the conversation. I don't want you to feel that way, right? I want you to teach me what you have done to make your gun safe. And then I want you to teach everybody else. I mean, this is a this is just a freaking joke. Uh, But I would also like to point out at the same time that the CDC has decided that they are going to, you know, Rochelle Walensky says, well, I I promise to protect your health. At the same time that she's saying this, you also see uh, there was a study that came out that showed that obesity has grown within uh, children right now because the CDC recommended that we shut our freaking schools down and we had kids sitting around playing video games eating potato chips during a pandemic where you should be healthy so that you have a good outcome from the stupid virus. So meanwhile, the CDC uh, not doing anything for that, not doing anything for children's obesity, not doing anything for actual public health. They want you to make sure that you take a jab with a bunch of chemicals and also now they're targeting gun violence because they give a crap about your health. That's what they say and obviously that's bull crap. This is a, a political organization or rather or one of the usual alphabet uh, organizations that is tied to the federal government that has a history really of being corrupt. This is something that has nothing to do with what even should be in the realm of their expertise. Like they care so much about um, disease uh, control and prevention. Disease. What what does that have to do with with gun violence? What does it have to do with eviction moratoriums? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, exactly. That was another (laughs) one. So all it's become, or rather, what maybe it not maybe it was always that. It's just an extension of really politicians trying to say, "Hey, look at our experts. They're saying we need to tackle this. So give us more money for research, and we'll lace everybody at the top, make sure they get paid, and all these guys have their little worthless uh, 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 sorts of sorts of gigs." But yeah, like you bring up a great point with the childhood obesity, but really just obesity in general, right? Yes. When did the CDC, during this whole entire year and a half, lead a like they would be the ones to lead an effort 
to get people in shape. Nope. To yeah. exercise nope. so they could deal with, well, not just COVID, but especially COVID, because yep. we know yeah. 78% of the people that are being hospitalized from this are overweight. Nothing. Nothing. Not a Because peak. that's fat shaming. Mm-hmm. And you can't right. fat that's shame. Right. Okay? Right. You are accepted as who you are. This is, a, this is a great example of politicians thinking that they're saviors. I mean, everything that she said in that statement was condescending. It was savior-ass. Like, I swore an oath mm-hmm. to protect your health. Listen to I me. We're going to brand you. Either. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, well, yeah. unless you're unvaccinated and then we want to let you die. That's true. That's true. Good point. Yeah, you know, and, and that's they think that they're the ones that are going to be making the, the right decisions for your lives. And this is why Americans, you know, you gotta, the time is now to stop it because yeah. they, they, they're signaling right now. They're signaling what the next agenda push is going to be. Yes, yes. You know, it's, it's going to move on from COVID. It's going to move into gun control. And, and she Climate, made up. She, oh, yeah. I mean, every time you say gun, it's followed by control. Yeah, because that's all you talk about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so let's take a look at, at what she said in the core of that statement. She said, I want to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, how nice. <laughs> oh, I want to hear if you have a, a way to keep your gun safe. How about you teach everybody else? When has the left and the progressive left ever been hearing what you actually think mm-hmm. in actually giving you a legitimate fair voice at the table. They no, they're censoring COVID. you. They, 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 they are shutting you down. They are canceling you. They are prohibiting you from actually yep. bringing facts to the table uh, of what you actually believe. And uh, so I don't buy one bit of what she said. Uh, well, meanwhile, also the CDC, again, focusing on really, really important stuff here. They've also published an inclusive language guide uh, that says that calling people alcoholics, uninsured and elderly is stigmatizing. Uh, So under the disability heading, the guide says that words like disabled, differently abled and handicapped are stigmatizing and should be replaced with much more lengthy phrases uh, like people with disabilities or people who use a wheelchair or mobility device uh, and so on and so forth. By the way, um, the words like inmate, prisoner, convict, ex-convict, offender, criminal, all of these, they're very stigmatizing. Instead, you need to use words like people or persons who are incarcerated or detained. Uh, I like this one. Persons in pretrial or with charge. People who were formerly incarcerated. Persons on parole or probation. I mean, the, the list goes on. By the way, don't say elderly. Say older adults or elders. I mean, it is Insane. Unbelievable. Way too much. Yes. (laughs) Yes. All of this wokeness, it is creeping in every single government department that there is. We see it in the CDC. We see it in the military. We see it in all these different governmental agencies that it's like you guys are supposed to be helping people stay healthy. That's it. Yeah. That's it. They don't care about that. You know what word they're not going to have in there that's stigmatizing? Unvaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> Almost guarantee that's not going to be on their list. Yeah, yeah. Well, they'll have unvaccinated and then a few more choice <laughs> nicknames to call them. Yeah. Just yeah. to stick it to those yeah. unvaccinated Trump Republicans. <laughs> uh, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank new sponsor of the program, Moink. So I'm very excited about this new sponsor. Um, just, a, just, just a little question for you guys. Why are 97% of the chickens served in the United States dipped in chlorine? Bet you didn't even know that that happened. Uh, it's very simple because big food doesn't have the same quality standards as the family farm. That is why you need moinkbox.com. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef, lamb, pastured pork, chicken, wild-caught Alaskan salmon directly to your door. They're helping family farms become financially 
independent outside of big agriculture. Their animals are raised outdoors. Their fish swim wild in the ocean. Moink meat is free of antibiotics, hormones, sugar, and all the other junk that you find prepackaged in the meat aisle. I know you guys, you're like, gosh, Sarah, you are like the queen of all of these healthy foods that we should be eating. Yes, I am. And I'm telling you guys, I got my first Moink box and it was not only delicious, my son was like, where did you get this bacon? This is the best bacon I have ever had in my life. Can I please have more? And now he just eats his weight in Moink Box bacon. Uh, by the way, for those of you who are wondering, Moink is a combination between moo and oink because I asked the same question. I was like, "What? why is it called Moink? So now you have it, and uh, it does not get fresher than these meats, and you are also helping small business, small farmers. Uh, you got to try it. Sign up at moinkbox.com slash news to get a year of bacon for free. My son is going to be so jealous. And then you can pick which meats you want delivered with your first box. You can change what you get each month. Cancel anytime. I'm telling you guys, you got to try it. You can join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash news right now. Get free bacon for a year there is nothing more American than that, you guys. That's moink, M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash news. Speaking of public health officials who just care about your health and just want to protect you and for you to be healthy, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci said over the weekend that uh, COVID-19 vaccine mandates actually seem like a pretty good idea for school children. Listen. You know, I know that a lot of people will be pushing back against that, but if you uh, get the yeah. imprimatur about the safety and the strong benefit-risk ratio for the children, mm. when that gets established, which I believe it certainly will, by the FDA and the ACIP, I believe that mandating vaccines for children to appear in school is a good idea. And remember, Jake, this is not something new. We have mandates in many places in schools particularly public schools, that if in fact you want a child to come in, we've done this for decades and decades, requiring polio, measles, mumps, rubella, hepatitis. So this would not be something new, requiring vaccinations for children to come to school. Uh, it would, however, be something new that you would require children to have a vaccine for something that they really, generally speaking, are not at risk for. Um, yeah, like maybe probably would die more from the flu than yes. they would uh, from, from COVID. And like, by the way, I don't know about other states, but in this particular yeah, state, nah. flu is not a required no, vaccine for been. school children. Yeah, it, never, it never has been. Um, I'm not that far removed from it, and it certainly never, I never got that. Mm. So, see... <laughs> like we talk about risk assessment, right? Let's so let's discuss this in younger people. It's virtually zero when it comes to COVID hospitalizations as well as uh, deaths. Mm -hmm. So will there be some that will get sick? Inevitably speaking, yes. yes. But that is a rarity, yeah. as in like extremely rare. However, we do know this isn't an opinion. This is what their data is saying that heart issues, particularly in young and young young boys and men are stemming from this, you know, uh, vaccine. They're having an increase like myocarditis and, and pericarditis. That is not my opinion. Yeah, the FDA the overall, had to add a warning to it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So if anything, you're increasing a risk somewhere else that they wouldn't have had to assume if they didn't get that injection. Not to say that that would have happened. It's just to saying that's a new risk assumed versus COVID, which is something that they almost have no reaction to any event that they get it. 
That makes no sense, none whatsoever, for specifically that age and health demographic. So these young, healthy kids getting these jabs, or rather it being forced upon them, meaning that it be mandated and if they have to go to school, it's just, it's ascientific, it's complete nonsense, but it lets you know, which we've all said here at the table multiple times, that this isn't about health. This isn't even about science. This doesn't even make sense because when you look at the data that I just mentioned, you're assuming a new risk at specifically for young boys. You're assuming a new risk that you wouldn't have had to assume. So why on earth would it be required that you get a jab at such a young age? So Fauci is just peddling this nonsense, which tells me that it's more about control than it is health and science. Whatever, whatever happened to this counterculture, I have a healthy res uh, distrust of government lifestyle that so many of us grew up on it was so popular in the oh, yeah. 60s, 70s, and, 80s, uh, 90s. Middle guys, yeah. Yeah, that all shields yeah. now. And, yeah. and now their parents and grandparents and whatever happened to that mentality. I mean, if I were some indie filmmaker and I wanted to go out and solicit funds from a different investor to create some documentary about, oh, the 15, 20 year side effects of uh, just uh, prescription mentality that there's a pill for that yeah oh it's gonna affect you that you know this is this is the way that big pharma made all of their money and they knew it all along and they hid it from you you get that documentary funded in a second you go to you go to all the film festivals yeah. that win it but when it comes to the vaccine all these counterculture counter you know authoritarian rebellious types are like oh yeah you need to be giving your kids this vaccine now, I'm not anti-vaccine uh, but I am anti, it's going to be rushed through, politically pressured to be authorized. It's going to go through this process where it's going to be then distributed to vulnerable classes of people that don't aren't at risk, like you just mentioned. And we're just going to go along and just accept it as it is. Yep. Okay, what the hell yep. are people thinking? Yep. And so you can still be pro-vaccine and who, you know, but, but there is a point where you should maybe take a step back and say, I want to know what the long-term side effects are going to be because I guarantee you there are going to be long-term side effects because there always yes, is. Yes. Doesn't mean it's going to be mass. Doesn't mean it's going to be be you know horrible or whatever. But there's always that's why the Johnson and Johnson vaccine has struggles is because they started to to recognize that there were abnormalities uh, in, in with certain people and there were it was causing problems and they came out and said hey you know you need to be aware of this okay but at this point for children. It's time for some parents to have a little bit of that counterculture narrative and mm -hmm. start having a little bit of a healthy distrust of their authority figures. Yeah, that's why I, I love that you're, you're preaching to the choir right now because that's something that I often say is like, all of these same people who, as you pointed out, are, are like, oh, big pharma is the devil. But then they're like, well, but for vaccines, they're white yeah. knights. It's like, yeah. these are the same freaking businesses, the same companies who you see doing all of this shady, corrupt stuff. They don't all of a sudden become white knights Pfizer. when it has to do with vaccines. Pfizer has word. a long list yes. of just screw ups yep. that they had to pay people and settlements. And now all of a sudden we're supposed to look at them as the saviors, the yeah. same punks. Well, it's because you've got to sleep on your Fauci pillow. And how can your <laughs> Fauci pillow have anything bad for you? He wants That's you to true. sleep well. By Very the way, true. by the way, before we go to break, I would like to point out to any parents who are curious, there are a lot of states, a lot of states who offer uh, many exemptions when it comes to childhood vaccines. It should be very easy once you find the information on your state's website to get an exemption if you are uncomfortable with your children uh, receiving vaccines. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. All right, 
don't forget to go to wherever you get your audio podcasts. You got to subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. Not only will it help more people be able to find the show, but also you may see your review read live on air, like the one today from Deborah Kay, who says five stars, informative and often hilarious. I absolutely love this show and rarely miss an episode. I am so grateful for a place to get the truth of what is going on in the news from such credible people. I just joined Blaze TV this year, and a big part of it is Sarah Gonzalez. Thank you. Uh, thank you for a voice of sanity with a small dose of craziness mm-hmm. to make the reality easier to swallow. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, look, the news sucks like pretty much all the time now that we have a Biden Harris administration. So we feel the least we can do here at the News and Why It Matters is at least make it palatable for you to digest. Uh, also, don't forget to check out Young Ripa 59 Eric here for Canon's sake. You can find his YouTube show uh, daily. Also, don't forget to check out Caleb Bonham uh, on what on Instagram, on Twitter, Instagram. No, don't go. Oh, sorry, not Twitter. Instagram and Facebook. Instagram and Facebook. The ones I'm, I'm going to do. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.